Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Come on, shut up. Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cop Podcast. Don't usually record on a Thursday, especially because when the football is over. But big news broke last night, didn't it? Didn't it, Mark? It did, mate. Fucking huge. 
gargantuan. Big John Bass size. It came out of nowhere, though. It came out of nowhere. £150 million just in our coffee. So, so let's let's get to that straight away. Mm. Mark, in, 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 best, to the best of your ability, explain what that news meant. Because as, as, from a Spurs, normal Spurs fan mm. <coughs> who doesn't really understand these things, I'm just thinking 150 million on transfers, that's what it is. What, what, uh, as much as you understand it, what is it? What, it? what was that news about? Yeah, it, it's actually re- it's quite close to that. Again, to the best of my ability, I'm not, I'm not an accountant or lawyer or whatever, but to the best of my ability, it is, it is pretty much that. So the club... Um, the club and Enig are obviously two separate entities. The club has released more shares uh, in the club. Enig have bought all of those shares, um, which has given the club an amount of money for those shares. Um, and that's for the club to do whatever the club decides to do with. Sorry, um, sorry. When, so, so, uh, but, but the, isn't there like, is that, I mean, obviously it's all above board, but when you mm. say the club, that's Daniel Levy in effect anyway, isn't it? Sure. Sure. So, and so it, it is it is speculation in, in, to a certain degree, but this happens all the time uh, for various different reasons for, uh, in big businesses. Um, now, it's 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 not uncommon to do. Uh, it's not uncommon to do, but but there's always triggers for it, and and it is just corporate finance. So, um, the company I work for has done a similar thing recently, but the other way around. So, we are uh, we're a reasonably cash rich company. So so the other way around, um, but we don't own uh, all that many shares in our own company so we've bought a, a bunch of our shares back because uh it's a decent time because cash is cash is very valuable right now the interest yeah. rate is very low um so and and investors always want you to spend your cash because investors always want you to speculate right, right. So, so so yeah so essentially what what levy or enoch um have done is and I, I believe actually they haven't taken their their own cash. I think they have borrowed, but it doesn't really matter to the club where Enoch got that money from. Uh, it doesn't matter massively. They've borrowed it at a low interest rate, which is fine, and they've pumped it into the club to buy themselves more shares. So this uh, isn't Joe Louis, Joey Lewis, Joe, Joe Lewis, sorry, Joey, Joey, Joey Louis, Joey, Joey Lewis. Oh, yeah. It's not even guy in the eyes. Hundred fifty grand, uh, hundred fifty million. Um, I mean, it, in in very broad terms, it, it sort of is, but but it. You know, he's gotten something back. He's gotten a, big, a bigger share, but of a club that he already owns 85% of. So it doesn't so, really massively matter in that sense. I might ask you a stupid question here. So who have they bought these shares off? Uh, well, the club has released more shares. So essentially what we've done, and again, this is where it gets a bit granular and, and, and I'm probably going to mutilate It doesn't matter because most but... people listening to this won't know. But I, I, it's just, <laughs> I'm just curious as how much club, you do know. The club has a, the club has a value. Um, when we... When we release more shares, each share, uh, the value of each share does does kind of go down a little bit in in in, in basic terms. Yeah. So essentially, there's more, there's more shares. Exactly. You split the club up into into more smaller pieces. Um, the the shares that they've released are called A shares, which is essentially just a it's a classification of types of shares. So the A shares are better, for lack of a better word. Better um, than B give, shares. Better than B shares, absolutely. They give you more voting rights. The, the classification of shares is all about power, like who has who has more power than the other. So with an A share, you get a vote, or you get, or you might get more votes. So one A share, it, it's down to each company how they sort of define that. But an A share might give you ten votes, might give you one vote. B share might give you one vote, might give you zero votes. Um, so essentially, they've gotten, they've bought more shares, but also, somewhat crucially, they are controlling shares. So it's not like they've just, you know released more shares or more capital 
Um, we'll not sell them to an outside entity exactly. that might want to take exactly. control. And Arsenal have done a lot of that in the last 10, 15 yep. years where yep. new players have come in and, I'm sorry, new new owners have come in with different oh. ideas. Usumov, I know he's gone on to Everton, but there was uh, Gazidis, Gazidis. Yeah, yeah, beforehand. And it just, um, but before, uh, I don't know who, who was the shareholder. It was Hillwood, I think, something like that. And But it just felt like there's... There's no clear direction at Arsenal. Not that they haven't succeeded in the last 15, 10, 15, 20 years. They have. But there isn't... Um, yeah, the, 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 there's been a sort of power shift and a paradigm that needed to be amended. and probably hasn't to this day. But in this instance, there isn't an outside body coming in who wants, who has perhaps a different direction. This is essentially giving Enoch, Daniel Levy and Joe Lewis more power yeah. in return for £150 million. Yeah. But also, the key thing is that Daniel Levy is in control of the, essentially the the business of of, of Tottenham Hotspur. So he's re-diverting money that they they're spending money to bring it back to the football club for us to mm. hopefully and probably spend on on the on the pitch on the players on the squad. Absolutely, and it's there's a, a few other crucial kind of points to make. Is number one is it's not a loan to the club. This is a cash injection. Um, I saw a few people yesterday go, oh, you know, they're going to want the money back at some point, which which that's not the case. That's not how this works. So no, they, They've bought something. They, don't, exactly. they can't get the money exactly. back. Yeah. So the, the owners of the club have bought a, a bigger share in the club. That makes sense. Um, so it's not a it's not a it's not a loan. It's not a sponsorship. Um, you sometimes get these cash injections via, you know, like sponsors. Uh, they come and give you a bag of money to put their put their branding on something, um, but that's not what's happened uh, either. So, so yes, it, it it is really even though it sounds like we're we're dumbing it down and whatever, but it it can with without being too facetious be described as as a literal cash injection into the club. So, so so have you had any conversations about the fact whether or not this is FFP compliant? I know that Spurs are in a situation where we have almost like a a, um, a buffer of four hundred million pounds because mm. of the way we've managed our finances previously, so we can be compliant with financial fair play in Europe and in the Premier League because of the way we run. Yeah, yeah it's three years, three years uh, with spending and a speculation of one hundred and fifteen million pounds a year in terms of Premier League rules, and if you're compliant with Champions League or European rules, you're typically going to be compliant with Premier League rules. So we we have a huge buffer fundamentally. Yeah, exactly. So so we this won't be a it won't be a problem for us at all. If anything, we've we've got a bit more leeway, um, certainly than the 150. And like you said, it's been it's been rumored to be around 400, um, which is which is kind of our window. And and COVID is a big part of that as well. We obviously took a massive hit because of COVID, and we had a big debt to repay on. So. Um, so that helps us out a little bit and gives us a buffer and uh, or positive buffer in this in this case. Um, so yeah, this is a great time to introduce Alex from Bristol. How you doing, well, lads? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> what's going on? So we've Hello. just got through, we've just got through all the technical aspect of okay. what this what this meant. Now we can get to the fun aspect and just talk about all the fucking lovely money that Tottenham have. Yeah, give me, give me all of it. <laughs> How should we spend it, Alex? Right now. Uh, Spence, Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus. Uh, what's the Italian dude? But okay. um, N- never Bastoni. 
Bastoni, and Shane Long. Shane Long, brilliant. I love that. We've got so much money, you just buy someone who will not help us at all. That's but Alex kind, kind of likes him. You've always liked Shane Long, haven't you? Um, yeah. yeah we're, so so we... Um, so we we have established, and and I, that was really interesting, Mark. But it's time to have a little bit of fun, <laughs> because because um, we've established that fundamentally, 150 million pound is in our bank account to spend or do with what we what we like. We've also got 80 million potentially, 89 million potentially from Champions League football. If we get into, if we start going deep into the knockout stages of of the Champions League, which we can do if we spend also player sales so you could potentially and i'm not saying i mean this is a huge sort of reach here but you're looking at 250 300 million pounds that not that we will spend it right now but that's that's kind of the the money we're playing with naming rights mate what's that worth that what's worth tons i mean that that could be yeah hundreds well we're not hundreds but certainly around that sort of number Talking like Mark, what are we talking about? Just so I don't just say anything that doesn't mean anything. Uh, well, I, I think we should stick to what we definitely have. I mean, we could we could sell the naming rights, but they'll be that'll be in in that'll come through over the years. Um, yeah, but, but imagine imagine if we do get some name rights, how I much think, will we have then? We're we talking about half a billion. We're spending <laughs> half a billion on players this summer. I feel like that's what's going to happen. At least five hundred million pounds. Yeah, get all yeah. of the money, shove it up my ass. I love it. I love having money. Do you know what? Um, you know, in terms of it's all where you sit here and you add it up, you think, yeah, who can we go and get with that money? But but what will help us more so is the fact that being able to spend on wages. You know, if they're able to to then start to relax some of this wage uh, restrictions that we've had for so long, you know, if you think back to things like Sadio Mane, so when Sadio Mane went to Liverpool at that time, there wasn't a massive difference between the clubs at that point. But the wages that they were able to offer was, you know, significantly different. Hmm. Um, you know, it's the, so it's not just transfer fees. This is this is stuff where some of that money might actually be ploughed into be able to, you know, in, you know, uplifting the the value of the squad's wages in terms to be able to offer players coming in a much better wage than we've been able to previously without upsetting the apple cart. And I, I think if if I can if I can quickly. But in there, Flav. Sorry, on, I, yeah, I, I think I think that I think that's absolutely been been factored in. I, I, it doesn't make sense for a business to come out and 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 put this kind of statement out and say that we've got all this money, um, which by the way they, they didn't actually need to to do because we're not we're not listed on the. Uh, the Is that true? So I, I yeah, presume yeah. that that was a. No, you'd think so, but we're not we're not uh, publicly listed in that sense. No. It's so quite hard so to what, buy shares. So what's the motive for that? Then do you think? Uh, PR, good PR. Yeah. Honestly, it's as no. simple as that. It's us bringing it, pulling our fucking dick out at the dinner yeah, table. Absolutely. That's what it is. Go, going up, going up, uh, up north, and, and just wanging it out in front of Arsenal's home. That's all it is. That's we've, it. We've, we've been putting our bollocks all over the Emirates Stadium. That's essentially, that's essentially what we're doing. Um, yeah, that's it. There is, there isn't. You don't need to 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 do this with the type of company that we are. All you need to do is just log it with company's house and do a few other, you know, boring admin bits, and that's really it. Um, we didn't need but to come out with this massive statement. And we have th- that statement as well. If you read into it, there's so much detail in there. They're, they're Go on really. Then, Mark. Go on. Like, he's he's proud. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's boring. And you, no, but you, I want to hear your but, but interpretation. People, people are. 
they're proud of this. Levy's proud and, and Lewis and, and, and his non-executive chairman, who I can't remember what his name is right now, they're proud to put this out. Otherwise, they wouldn't. They're proud to go into the detail, proud of showing how much how much weight and thought they put into this. And so a question like what you've just posed, oh, sorry, Alex just posed there about the, the player wages, 100% that's, that's been factored into this. But the, 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 the 150 is for upfront costs and then you know staggered over the next contract lengths of whatever these players are coming in for but we wouldn't have done this without the fun fundamentally the economic base that we could sustain this through player wages because we all know that levy doesn't he, he doesn't believe in any you know unsustainable business models um and and what he's been working so hard on which you also put in the statement is is building these diversified income streams through through other means you know commercial rights uh, like you know alex said naming rights there that's another income stream um we're building flats we're building cinemas and stuff which people take the piss out of us for but that's all part of building up this 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 base which from which we can we can leap in and we can actually go out and and, and fucking work footballing wise like a big club and it will it will secure uh, us in a way that we don't end up like the the leaders and the Aston Villas and the Evertons and who who just try and do this stuff but they don't have the base with from which to operate on um, and, and and it's so fucking exciting it's really boring but it's really fucking exciting because we no, can also, do it properly we can do it properly go now and and also because it's whilst it is a fantastic PR thing and that's part of it you know putting it out the fact that they go into this much detail is also a bit of uh, a bit of chest puffing out in terms of Enoch as well because. By doing it this way, through these convertible shares, I think it's estimated, so I read this afternoon, that it's estimated that if they were to sell the club, you know, say in two, three, four years, the value that they then get back because of this release of these extra shares could be almost double that 150 million quid. So it's also like, look, this is great PR for Enoch. Let's excite some some fans. But also, you know, look at look at how savvy we are. Yeah, um, that's fine. I think if they earn if they earn double the money in three years' time, but we get all the players right now that could lead to a season or two of fucking glory, then you've earned your money, double your money, absolutely. take all of it. I, I, just one, I don't know if Mark or, or Alex, you can answer this, but does the value of the shares that they've released or bought, whatever it, how you how you explain it, does that value the club? Uh. To an extent, yeah. And the only reason the only reason I know that is because I've got uh, this something that, that I'm involved with, um, porn, uh, like workwise that has been uh, a while ago. Porno- was pornography. Been... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, I nearly I nearly said something that was. This is patron only, isn't it? No, oh, <laughs> absolutely okay. not. Okay, good. <laughs> Nothing. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, Sorry, I fucked that up. <laughs> you, you, you're involved in something. You're involved in something, and um, yeah, just, and just, because, um, yeah th- those values, those shares can be uh, kind of. If you're not a pri- if you're not a listed company, it's a bit wild west. So sometimes, sometimes it can be used to value it. Other times, people look at it and go, "Well, no, that's not how you value it." So it's a bit. You you never know, to be honest. Yeah, um, fair enough. No worries. Yeah. The, the, bus- the business of valuing football clubs is, is really weird because a lot of the how you value a company a lot of the time is, is based on its assets, right? So mm. you, you either have tangible assets, which is physical things, building, stock, whatever, and you have intangible assets, which is like brands, things you can't touch and feel, copyrights, franchises, whatever. Football clubs, most you look at you look at Man United, uh, you know, apparently the biggest football club in the world. A lot of their a lot of their assets is. Uh, 
still intangible because a lot of it's built on their brand value you know you look about oh they've got a huge following in in, in asia and, and in america and all this kind of stuff built on previous success we're, we're much more of a tangible assets club because we're daniel levy is running it so cleverly putting it into property and all that sort of stuff so um so yeah sorry boring. how how that's what well it's not boring it's not boring at all it's it's just um I don't understand. Good shit. It's fucking, it's fucking <laughs> brilliant. It means that we're not going to fucking go bust in two years or three yeah. years when we when we've when we've spent all this money, we're not going bust, which is fucking yeah. brilliant. And there's a huge amount of justification uh, around it as well, because for them to be able to do this, there would have had to have been uh, a very high confidence of the profitability of all of the other bits and pieces that Daniel Levy's been doing, as Mark, like Mark said, um, which means that. You know everything. Everything that has been said about Levy, you know, a lot of it is a lot of it is is fair. You know, people saying about investing in the team and and this is when it is it. And you know, I, I don't apologize for apologizing for for Levy during these times. You know, when it's been frustrating about you know going for player B instead of player A and all the rest of it. But you know, I I do genuinely feel that the the end goal by the time Enoch leave this football club. Um, I think that's when people will really be able to see the value of what of what truly has been done. Because we'll, sure. either way, we're going to be left on a footing where we, there's no reason why we couldn't compete. We might not because we might spend the money in the wrong places and end up buying shit players or whatever. But that's all intangible stuff. That's stuff you can't measure. But the stuff that you can measure is going to be there forever now basically so obviously with the 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 anti levy or enic out lot um while they have many merits to what they're saying we'll surely be looking at this as a time where spurs are you know we're doing the right things daniel levy this is exactly what they've asked this is exactly what they've been they've been demanding that the club does yeah i i I, I thought they'd be happy about this but i looked on twitter earlier (laughs) um they're like yeah but this should have happened five years ago Right. It should have happened ten years ago under Redknapp. That's the kind of that, that's coming at some of the messages I've been I've been. But it's um, a, but it's a nonsense. Like, like it could have happened. It it could have it, we could have done more. Maybe there's an argument for that. No one will really know because no one knows the, the, the finances as, as intrinsically as they would be able to to be able to say that. I probably I think it's probably fair to say that more could have been done at certain times uh, if we were if we were speculating to accumulate. But what this shows. And what I think this summer will show is that look, the reason why we did this was was to be able to get to a point where we could do this. And some people will accept that, and some people won't. But that's that is what it is in a nutshell. Yeah, fair enough, uh, and, and I appreciate it. Like, I mean, I understand the frustrations with Enoch. All I would say is, um, and I don't want to be that dickhead, but I've always backed uh, Daniel Levy. And always thought he was doing a good job. And uh, sometimes the chickens do come home to roost. And I'm going to eat all their eggs up. You love eggs. I love eggs. I fucking love eggs. Why wouldn't you? Fried, scrambled, poached, all all good. All good. Um, the other thing about this, Mark, is that Arsenal fans are scrambling. And I know, I know they're scrambling. And, 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 I've, and I've been obsessed with Arsenal over the last 10 days in that this was one of the few times in my life where I could really, really, really fucking go for them. And, and bearing in mind, I've been going and watching Spurs since I was well living in, in, in North London, in, in, in Flinsbury Park, and going to school in Highbury Grove and dealing with all the fucking shit that I've had to deal with over the years. And um, 
and then in the last 10 days, so certainly since we beat them, it has been glorious. I've been able to shit on them for a great height for one of the first times in my life. And I've been taking advantage of it. And then, and when I feel like I realised I might have been going over the line a little bit is when an Arsenal fan added me on Twitter and went, I think it's getting a bit weird, mate. <laughs> you, it's, it's, this is getting a bit weird. Like, I get it. I appreciate it. But you're being a bit weird here. And, I, and maybe maybe that's what it is. But, but what I've loved most about this is the fact that Arsenal fans are just swarming towards Twitter or, or any tweet we do from the fighting cock or, or my personal account is they're like they're 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 trying to justify that this isn't a seismic is isn't a seismic shift in the way Tottenham operate in the transfer market as it appears or, or we we believe it to be. They think this is nothing. It doesn't mean anything and I don't think that's true, is it Mark? No, it's 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 far from true. But that's that's why they're coming out and doing this. It's it's a defense mechanism, you know. They're they're trying to they're trying to reverse psychology you. Um but no, this this is this is huge. If you if you just all you have to do to understand how huge this is is look at us as Spurs fans and our reactions to it. Um and if you don't believe in that, then look at what we've achieved without having these types of cash injections. The 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 owners have never done the last time we did this was early two thousands, just after they took over, um, so that we could at least go out and buy a few players because the club was in such a fucking dire state. Um we haven't done this 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 type of investment since or Enoch haven't done this type of investment since and we finished above them in the, in the league for the last six years running so look at what this is going to mean for us that's why they're all panicking because they, they know it they know it and they're already they're already crying they're already bleeding they've already got bloody nose and, and, and now this is this is this is just the school bully on the Monday battering you a little bit and then saying there's four more days of this coming yeah like, they're, they're absolutely running petrol you, know yeah, you know what's great running. about it as well though is you think of all of the patience in inverted commas that they had to to show whilst their stadium was being was being built and then it was built and then oh, we're paying it off and it's essentially why they've dropped to where they are now and there's still real not really any view as to how they get out of it are they going to spend can they spend will they spend because they've got an owner who you know to be quite frank is far too busy with with you know a proper sports franchise and not this shitty BTEC sports franchise that's in that's found its way to North London somehow. You know, and, and whereas we've done the whole stadium thing. I mean when's the, the stadium's been open what? Four years? Three yeah. years? And we're already at a point where we go, right, okay, now it's time to kick on. But the the financing, the the the, the economical intellectual approach to how Spurs have done this or how, how well, Daniel Levy's basically he, he's he's quality and his ingenuity in terms of managing money. They, there's no one better in the world. Like it might be some you know you might have issues about whether he's not he's ambitious and on the pitch, or it might be that you feel like it was wrong for him to to build a new training ground, or it's wrong for him to to make the stadium that he's created fundamentally in his own hand. It might be wrong. All of that might be wrong if you if you believe it to be. But he has. He's a fucking genius in terms of finances. And also what we've done with the bank loan. You know, all of these losses that we had from COVID, this 250 million quid loan, which, which they've been, been able to, to to basically whack into this one great big loan over a really, really long period of time means that we don't have to be worrying or kind of clawing back any losses that we had due to COVID. That was a, a very smart move. You know, so 
all of the stuff that would frustrates us about Levy, you know, particularly during transfers, and we hear about the reputation of you know suddenly going back last minute and offering two million quid less when they're about to sign, and you know all this type of stuff. You know, I'm sure there's downsides to that as well. But on the good sides is things like this, you know, long term <coughs> strategic planning. You know, and like I said, you can have, like you say, like you can have your thoughts about what's good about him, what's bad about him, whether he should have done it earlier or whatever. But I don't think there's any denying now that the position that he's worked in, uh, us into is very advantageous for the long term, one yeah, way or yeah. the other. Totally agree. And and it's, you guys have already said all of it, but but I think think the, um, like you said, Alex, the, the, the big thing is how all this has been structured. We've gone through a lot of the similar same things as what Arsenal have done, but but the end, the end result has been so much better. And I, I think one of the biggest sort of strokes of genius recently is is he's he's realized that he should like what should his what should be his priorities as as an executive chairman it shouldn't be going out making the footballing decisions it should be bringing people like Paratici and then listening to Paratici and getting Conte in uh, which which I believe it was still Levy who, who mostly did those conversations with with Conte directly to to prove how serious he was about it it's not just that he's taking he's taking all those 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 managerial and high high level leadership uh, kind of financial decisions uh, in the right way, but he's he's starting to also realise where his own shortcomings are, and and now leaving the footballing things to other more capable people. Yeah, it's mate. huge, hundred percent, hundred percent. If you look at the league tables since Conte took over at Spurs, Manchester City were uh, have gained uh, seventy three points, Liverpool have gained seventy points. Tottenham have gained fifty six points, and Arsenal gained fifty four points. So we are third currently. Since Conte took over, will be third in the league with this squad. Not not least solving the problems that were there that needed to be sorted when he joined. And and remember, we were in a bad way, and our squad looks almost the first eleven in the last game of the season against Norwich wasn't anywhere near or identifiable either by how they're playing or the personnel of when he took over. So what has he done? Picking up this turd and polishing it. And then actually removing all of the shit and then just having whatever's left. I don't know, that was a terrible, uh, uh, that didn't make, make any sense at all. But, but. as bad as my school bully one. Yeah, but fundamentally, fundamentally, we, he has done incredibly well with a very problematic. He's, he's, he's managed to make a very unhappy child happy without hitting him. <laughs> I think. So imagine what he could do with that child with. Let's stop doing analogies. Is that so he, children, children yeah, hitting and beating children. It's, it's, it's no, like... What I'm saying is, that if you if you, if you go if you look at what he's done, like third in the third in the league since he took over, with the mess that he inherited, what could he do? Bearing in mind, if it, like it, like at the start of the season, if he had hold of the football club, we probably would have finished third, the best team outside of Liverpool, and Man City. So what can he do with players he actually wants? He, un- he understands what, what they might bring in when he bring when when we bring them in and we spend the money. What they could do to this team, because that side has no right to finish in the top three, based on its just on paper ability. It's it's crazy. Like how excited are you, Alex? Uh, I mean, this is probably the most excited period that we we can probably have because again, every every summer it's always about okay, well we. You know, it's a really, really good team. But most of these summers, whilst we have had um, 
you know, with during the Pete Pochettino times, it's ended in some kind of bit of disappointment. You know, the Leicester season, you know, they're you know, losing to Newcastle, you know, on that last day or losing the Champions League final, as much as they were all great things and we were in great positions, they all landed on something really that was a bit of a tinge of disappointment, right? Whereas this year it's gonna be completely the complete opposite because you know, we all expected, you know, at one point, you know, after the Burnley game, I was like, okay, well, that's fourth gone now for sure. You know, I was convinced of that. Um, and now, you know, we've just ended the season on a massive high, you know, in terms of league position. Getting back into the Champions League is a huge deal for this football club. You've got uh, a world-class manager that now, you know, there's absolutely no reason. And I think we heard from Alistair Gold today that, you know, things are so probably smooth at the minute that Daniel Levy isn't even going to this meeting you know, in Italy that was going on between Conte and Paratici, which I think he probably would have if we had have ended up finishing fifth. Um, and then obviously everything that's happened today with the with the financial injection. So everything, there's all sorts of stuff to look forward to rather than going, oh, well, you know, we've had this disappointment. Is Levy going to go to the next step? Are we ready to go to the next bit? Because everything you're hearing from all the places that we tend to trust are he's going to be backed. And that's all we've ever wanted. We've wanted a world-class manager to be backed with the players that he wants and someone we can give our trust to wholeheartedly. And that's exactly what's happening. How do you feel, Mark? No, I, I totally agree. I, I think if any, I mean, I'm, um, it's funny actually, before the before the Norwich game, I think we spoke about how I, I was having a very unspursy approach to it. I think um, I, I'm absolutely, I think I, I said this before, uh, the pod as well yesterday was one of the most exciting bloody days of my my Spurs fan <laughs> career. But, but um, but like uh, then on the other hand, I'm like, oh, we just don't fuck it up, Spurs. Like, don't don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've got 150 million now, like cash in the wallet. Like, just 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 spend it properly. But then I remember, you know, Parashichi, Conte, Levy's not involved, um, as Alex said. So I think it could be really fucking good, and I, I really just. I really hope we do all the things that we we haven't um, historically done. I hope we do our business early so that he has the squad. Uh, you know, one of the big things about Conte that everyone says is is he is a he's a preseason hugely intense, really drills it into people. Uh, big on his preseason, big on having his squad in preseason so that he can really do all that. He doesn't like doesn't like coming in middle of the season. He said that several. Doesn't like players that he hasn't you know coming in the middle of the season either or, or coming late in the in the transfer window. So so I, I'm really keen to see this and, and the reason we've always left it so late is to get the best deals. Everyone knows that and 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 with this with this cash injection we don't need to to do that to the same degree. And also Levy's been been you know liking that element of it he likes getting the deal and if he's not involved and and, and it's Parasici who, who uh, and Conte that that calls the shots then we're just through so many of these things and 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 I don't know it's just it's just so fucking exciting to have to to possibly have hopefully have uh, a window now a summer window not just a January a summer window that that could be drastically different to how as Spurs fans we've we've always experienced them and Do I'm you know really what I yeah, Do you know what I started doing last night quickly? I started watching All or Nothing again last night. Just because I was like, oh, I need Spurs stuff to watch. I can't, I'm too excited. I love them too much. I'm just, I'm, I'm even going to watch Jose Mourinho in this programme. I don't know why? if I'll ever get why back do to that, that point. Yourself? No, no, I'm not sure. That, that is, that's weird, Alex. <laughs> um, we, we, we are 17 points after Conte's um, 
reign at Tottenham with 17 points behind Manchester City in terms of points earned since Conte took over. Can we, and, and this is about getting Tottenham fans excited, can we get? Can we sign enough to bridge that huge gap? And it's massive. And what I'm asking fundamentally is, can we do the business in this window that means that we can challenge for the league next year? Alex, what do you think? I mean, it's a big ask because the times when we've done it before have been outliers. Leicester, Chelsea, you know, Conte's Chelsea doing going on that run that they that they went on, which no one foresaw, which doesn't which, you know, and now that's our Conte. So there's no reason why we couldn't go on a run that no one can, you know, can foresee. We can we can bridge that gap definitely. Challenge like a serious challenge. I I'm not sure. I might have come a year, maybe a year early. But can we can we can we be comfortable? Can we get within? For, can we can we get within five points, six points by spending well in in summer? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And it's purely that down would to be this incredible. Process. That means a title challenge. That means a title challenge. Yeah, I mean something's happening. Something is fucking happening. Something is Mark. fucking happening. No, I, 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 it's if you listen to any old pundit out there, they'll they'll just laugh at you and say no. Um, and Liverpool, Man City are are beasts, but it, it all depends on a how good our window, how good our window is, um, and then whether we can keep up the pace throughout the season. But I mean, Alex, like you said, it, they have been outliers. I mean. City was were 14 points ahead of Liverpool at one point and everyone said the the, the the title was sewn up and then Liverpool just kept their pace, kept winning games. If we can keep a good pace throughout the season and and, and keep up the end of the end of our end of season uh, performances like we have done. I'm not sure like Alex that we can absolutely run away with it or, but I think we can bridge that gap much 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 more than what we've ever done. And I certainly think I certainly yeah. think yeah no we, we we can put up a we can put up a challenge and we are going to be in the in the mix at, at the very least for top 4 next year but and and top 3 as well I I genuinely believe that. I think um one one thing I would say is that part of the extra plaudits that Liverpool and Man City get rightly is because of the way they play. They are the absolute top of the game. You know, Liverpool is kind of, you know, red arrows, kind of blood and thunder. It's all action. And City kind of just throttle you to death. But they're two very distinct styles of playing football that is, you know, very enjoyable to watch and and you can kind of sit back and admire it. That's where you get some of the extra plaudits in terms of these two are absolutely out of this world because of the way they win games. Not just because they win games, but winning games is winning games. And so we don't have to be you know, the expert in a particular style of football to, to challenge for to challenge these two. We just need to win games. Uh, and Conte wins football matches. Conte that, puts his penis up people. That's what happens in terms of, in the footballing sense. <laughs> yeah, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> no, in the footballing sense, exactly what he does. Yeah, okay, well, that's fair enough. Are you happy with that? More than happy. <laughs> exactly. So we've got nothing to worry about. All he's got to do is keep putting his penis up, people. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> um, I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. I'm really, I'm really. Um, it's a weird situation. Look, if you look at the transfer, what, 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 what position were we in last year? It was we didn't have a manager at this point. We had Ryan Mason who was doing his best. Um, we had 
a, a, literally about an eight week period before we even knew who who our manager was. It ended up being Nuno Espirito Santo, which kind of sort of saw the, the logic in, but fundamentally it felt like it was a stopgap. And the minute he joined, you're waiting for him to leave. You got a two year deal, and you thought, all right, well, let's just see if he does all right for us, and maybe Paratici and Levy can start to cook and and plan behind the scenes. He's so shit that we have to get rid of him. He uh, and, and Paratici ends up bringing in. The the very best manager that we could 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 um, could could uh, could 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 attract to the club, and now we're in this situation where not only are we just trying to keep Conte, we're actually trying to do something really substantial, really fucking bold and ambitious. And 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 the signing of Jose Mourinho was ambitious. That was ambition, even if it didn't work out. It was ambitious. The signing of Conte was something else completely. And I am fucking pumped to what we're going to see next season. I really am. And not just that, I'm pumped for this summer. Because while we have £300 million to sign, Arsenal are currently locking El Nini down for another year. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'll do, boys. Uh, Good stuff. Nice one, Mark. I've got got to give give you the opportunity to promote your podcast because I said the Herbie Derby podcast from Norway brilliant which while Danish yeah. and Norwegians are hard to disagree while we're on this could you look at a Norwegian man and and look at him and say he's definitely not Danish could you do that no um, is the answer uh, could you look at a, a Welsh man and say no he's definitely not English absolutely not so there's nothing wrong with me getting it wrong in the last episode fair enough <laughs> yeah. They smell well, different, uh, but other than that. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Oh, he's off. He's off. Cheers, Mark. Uh, cheers. Uh, see you later. No, do the shout oh, wait, out for what? your pod. Do the shout out for your pod. Oh, yeah, the shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So if you're Danish, and actually if you're Norwegian as well, you'll probably understand most of it because uh, half They're of They're all the same. They're all the same. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Now. No, so I, I, I speak so poorly Danish now that half of the words i say are english anyway so yeah if you're norwegian pop in as well the the the, the name is lune a white heart danes so danes not lane um wow. and it means the sound of white heart danes um player words there flav for you um yeah, yeah and we, we can be found on all you know what well, i say that all the time all you put we're not we're on fucking apple uh and we're on what's the other one spotify that's it but yeah I, add us, I really, add us on Twitter. find us on twitter we need more followers please i really want um flav to try and learn danish like be given a task where he's got like a couple of weeks to learn like a paragraph of danish it's not then... easy it's not an easy language to learn it's, is it well really? i know but you know you're an intelligent man we know how good you are with pronunciations 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 am i good at pronunciations am i well, well, don't take make Ooh. out someone's speech impediment because that's Pre- gauche. So no, you haven't got a speech impediment. You haven't. Yeah. Got, you, you haven't. It's pronunciation. I did. I had to go to a speech therapist when I was a kid. So let's not drag all that up. And, and while we're on the subject, so I was, I was just listening back to the pod last time. Uh, there were two your mum jokes that you slept slipped under the, the, the your breath whilst I was talking. I didn't notice at the time. So I'm glad that you have you know what, said something so horrible about my very my ill mother so i hope you feel good about yourself i will after i get off a tomorrow night
Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.